Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. John, what do you got for us? You know, Eric, what the world needs now is dot dot dot. The definitive collection is my article today. <laughs> um, what the world needs now dot dot dot. Jackie DeShannon hmm. is a compilation CD by Jackie DeShannon. Released by Capitol Records in 1994. It serves as a great introduction to the legacy of recordings by one of the most remarkable forces in the female singer-songwriter genre. Well, we need to drop one of those little boxes that says this article has a certain kind of tone issue onto uh, this. They don't have that yet. The article doesn't cite any sources, which is a problem. But... Yeah. All right. Says who... You need a couple of those. Probably Jackie DeShannon, <laughs> whoever that may be. Anyway, uh, what do you have, Eric? Well, I have Harding, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. It is an unincorporated community. Oh, yeah. In Harding you County. don't say. In the U.S. state of South Dakota. Uh-huh. <laughs> a post office called Harding was established in 1896 and remained in operation until 1961. Oh, no. The community took its name from Harding County. And that is the entire article. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and that was it. We don't even get That's, to know about the population. That is it. We don't know if there's anybody there. Nope. I mean, there's no post office, so one could assume that, like... That is... That's it. That's it. I mean... Well, we know the post office could just be a mailbox at one guy's door. Okay. Well, the thing is, <laughs> ghost towns are cool. Um, and it looks like that was actually a town. You got, excuse me, uh, the they had a post office mm-hmm. at one point. Man, that's the northern tip of South Dakota, though. That's up. Yeah. That's up by. North Dakota, so that means that there's just genuinely nothing else around it. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to go for this one just because it seems like we could go, like, we could explore how much nothing there is right there. Mm. Like, we could go out That's from true. there and go to the Harding County and s- still find more nothing. There wouldn't be anybody <laughs> in the county. There'd just be this blank land. It's true. But... We could also could stick it to Wikipedia for giving us these kinds of articles. Yeah, again again. yeah, exactly. Show them that there is interesting things to be found. Yeah, I think it's almost a challenge at this point. Like this, this other one. <laughs> what the world's need, what the world needs now is dot 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 definitive collection. Just sounds like it's it's too alluring. It's too easy. Almost yeah. like we're professionals at this now. We should be <laughs> able to excavate the most worthless stubs on Wikipedia and turn them into an hour-long show. (laughs) We've been at this longer than probably anybody else who has done any concept of show like this one. (laughs) It has to be done, Eric. Yeah. 
We well, have to go the hard thing. Let's do it. Let's go the hard route. All right. So we've already said all there is to say about Harding, South Dakota. From here... Could expand to the county. Let's do that. Just because that looks like a really large county around amidst other large counties in a state <laughs> that's not known for being populated. Oh, gosh. It's almost empty. <laughs> this county, which I believe is about the size of... Uh, what'd you say? Like, third of Pennsylvania? <laughs> Is yeah, I guess, yeah. To scale there. Uh, yeah, that map, it's... Uh, hmm. Because it, it looks like... I would say that Harding County is at least a good quarter of the height of South Dakota. Like, it's like the short part of New York. Like, the part yeah. where Lake Superior, like, pushes it down. Like, mm -hmm. it's, like, all of that part. Like, from the left to the right, top to bottom. That's yeah. how big this county is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It looks like it is the biggest county in South Dakota. I mean... Oh. Like, there's the one next to it is a little longer, but mm -hmm. it's also a little thinner. And then there's so. a weird elbow-shaped one down there. Yeah. And then that one that's kind of shaped like a hammer. <laughs> Could be an axe. Yeah, it's more like a hatchet. You're right. Yeah, like a little, little there's hand that, axe. There's a little ant. It's sitting on an anvil too. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was deliberate or if that's just like happened that way or, huh? Um. Then on the right side of whatever river that is, there is just a whole bunch of squares. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The so it's definitely it's close to being the largest by land mass. And it's the second yeah. least populous county in the state. Yep. It, it, <laughs> this entire county has a population of 1,255 as of 2010. Which is nuts, because you know it's probably going to be mostly oh. in that one town. Oh, wait. It, there's actually um, a, an updated population on, in the box on the right. From 2015, mm -hmm. 1,267. So 12 oh. more people moved there in five years. <laughs> or they're getting busy because there's yep. nothing else to do. <laughs> that's true. That could just be babies. That's, that's probably more likely. Several days until you get to anything that's not your county <laughs> where there's nothing. So Yeah, I mean, you figure 1,255 people at least... 12 of them are having a child yeah. in five years. And, I mean, like, that's also because, like, you figure, like, a percentage of those people have to die, too. Yeah, and then some of them so, are moving away to college or some of them staying around. Or staying around. <laughs> I don't know if that area of the United States has heard of college. <laughs> I don't know if they know what that is. I don't want to make any assumptions. Yeah. With a population of 1255 and a landmass that big, <laughs> I just, I just kind of want to be like, all right. Yeah, I mean, when you're, like, just about the biggest county in the state to have one of the lowest populations. And there's that's that's really desolate. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, now is this on the uh, Fargo side or is this on the other side? Uh, Fargo's is closer to St. Paul, is that, closer to Minnesota, so that's okay. over to the right, I think. Okay. It's by the river. Um. So this county was established in 1881, 
in honor of J.A. Harding, who had been the Speaker of the House for the Dakota Territory when uh, the county was eventually merged with Butte County. And under that name, so Harding County went away after being established <laughs> in 1881, only to reemerge again in 1909. So it was very, like, <laughs> in and out for a few years. <clears throat> In and out with the boot. Yeah. They butt in, they butt out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so 18 long years there. And then they finally got their freedom. And Custer Nat- National Forest has its South Dakota portion in Hardin County. So I'm assuming that covers that little quad state area there. Maybe. Um, and South Dakota State University operates the Antelope Range and Livestock Research Station about 14 miles east of Buffalo. So this place does have a college. Even with a college, it still still (laughs) has a population of 1,267. And uh, according to the... U.S. Census Bureau, the county has a total area of 2,678 square miles, of which 2,671 square miles is land, and the other 6.5 square miles is water. It is the fourth largest county in South Dakota by area. Okay. So, I guess some of those other ones are actually... uh, Actually, I would think the three right around it, surrounding it, are uh, the bigger ones, probably, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, but yeah, so that means that this county has a uh, density of <laughs> half, of a, half of a person per square mile. <laughs> So, you really got room to breathe in this place. You're going to do just about whatever you want, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody's got, like, two square miles to themselves. Which is pretty, pretty, pretty distant. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not... <laughs> absolutely nothing going on there. Mm-hmm. Except there was a college. Which I don't understand yeah, how... I- is there only the college? <laughs> is that is this like a county that's just for the college? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, this place has some sort of industry, I guess, because in 1910 their population was 4,228. <laughs> now it's down. Wow, to, it has declined a lot. Yeah, is there like a starvation problem there? Is there like a little plague going on in that county that nobody's <laughs> cared about because they can't get out to tell the world? So they're just populations is regret there's filling out their census forms sadly resigned to their fate. <laughs> it just started out with four thousand two hundred and twenty eight people and then they're just waiting until they die. <laughs> yep. It's the last thousand of them. <laughs> they they held up a good hundred years, but you know. Well, I mean, as of the two thousand census, there were thirteen hundred and fifty three people. So yeah. It declined until two thousand ten and then went back up. So it's on the rise, but there were 525 households and 352 families 
So, 525 households. That means... There's two that, people in each house. Everybody's pretty much. Up. Yeah. Everybody it's has just a whole bunch of married yeah. couples. Yep. With no kids. Yep. And then bunch 12 people had kids. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So there are, there were 804 housing units at an average density of 0.3 per square mile. And surprise, surprise, the racial makeup of the county, as defined by the U.S. Census, it was 97.63% white. So who's the who's the <laughs> one person who's not? Is what I want to know. Uh, 0.3% is black or African American. One or the other. 0.3. There's not even enough people for there to be a 0.3. That's half of one person. Uh, 0.74% is Native American. 0.59% Asian. 0.37% miscellaneous races. (laughs) And um, the other 0.37%. Uh, come from one or two more or two or more races. One point six three percent is Hispanic or Latino. Twenty five point nine percent German. Wait a minute. Is this? Wait. No, no, no. There's this... a breakdown oh, there, of the white a... people. Okay, so <laughs> this is just the white people breakdown. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I did not see the period there before the other. Uh percentages Mm -hmm. because i was like wait a minute this doesn't add up right no okay yeah so now then this town has this county has 200 (laughs) percent okay so surprise surprise there are a lot of european descendants of white nature in this county who knew who would have guessed (laughs) so 35 percent of that uh, 525 households had children under the age of 18 living with them. Okay. 58.5% were married couples living together. Mm-hmm. 5.3% had a female householder with no husband present, whatever that's supposed to mean. And 32.8% were no non-families. So there's a lot of people just like living out there. Yeah. Like, that's an odd thing to me that like there aren't like single parents of some sort. <laughs> Just kind of lingering around. Yeah. It's it's either you're married or you're widow. A bunch of roommates. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And by a bunch of, I mean less than three. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the population doesn't work out either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then they do the breakdown for the 2010 census. Mm-hmm. And the white percentage has dropped down to 95.9, so they're making progress. Hey. Oh, the uh, American Indians are moving back in. Oh, cool. We got 1.5% of them. But, unfortunately, the black people are moving out, and the Asian people are moving out, because they're down to 0.1%. Wait, what? Wait, 0.1? 0.1%. Somebody's messing with <laughs> some numbers here. That doesn't statistically make sense. Well, let's see. Let's do some math here. We got 1,255 people Mm -hmm. times 0.1. No, 0.01. Or no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 0.001. 1.2 black people live in this county. 
One point two. So yeah. Wow. So there's one black person in this entire county. One black person, one Asian person. <laughs> My money. There's a couple. There are a couple. Hey, that could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And together they had that kid who was the mixed race kid in the previous oh, census. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he left. He went to college, but not there. Yeah, so then he dropped down the averages exactly. for both of them. Yeah, least. exactly. <laughs> That's what had to have happened. <laughs> the American Indians, I'm guessing they just had their own kid or something. Like, Could be. Or maybe Native they, they Americans are just moving back in there. Yeah. I mean, why not? There's so much land there that's yeah. unoccupied. You could have like a good tribal meeting. and like, Yeah. That's 10 people. That's like a small... Like group that's twelve people, yeah. so that that wouldn't be bad. Heck, they could just come in and start planting flags down, and yeah. then the land is theirs. And I that's don't think how it anybody works. would be around to care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the people probably wouldn't even notice until like, like where are you getting the land? Five, ten years South when they Dakota? do the census. Yeah, come yeah. around, they're like, wait a minute, this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Harding County, South Dakota. This doesn't, doesn't matter. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, so uh, if you're a Native American, just go on over to Harding County. They they got the space. And you don't have to live within the reservation. You just get yep. to live. <laughs> yes. Don't listen to us because we're white people. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's never been a good idea in the past. That's very true because we're just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we can just do this. Easy thing. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Uh, at all, really. We can only really give advice to white people because that's... All yeah. we know about right, really. and if we end up hurting them, good, fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. So it's also a heavily Republican county. Um, the last Democrat to win a majority in the county was Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1936. Hmm. There's an interesting see also link down here. Yeah, called Dogie Butt. <laughs> I prefer. I think it's pronounced doggy butt. Doggy butt. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's doggy I think, butt. I think so. I mean, I. I kind of want to see what the doggy butt is. <laughs> I kind of want to look at doggy butt. Let's go from Harding County to doggy butt. Oh. Okay. It's a summit. Oh. So you could hike all the way to the top of doggy butt. Yeah. Summit in Harding County, South Dakota, with an elevation of 3,248 feet, which is odd, because I thought they would have gotten up a little bit higher at that point, but I guess yeah. not quite yet. I guess we're a little shy of the Rockies, so. Yeah, I guess so. And it takes us straight back to Harding County. So I guess that was just a little bounce over. Yeah, nowhere to go from, nowhere to go from there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we got... Uh, Adjacent counties. Got Bowman. Let's see. Let's see how much n- how much nothing surrounds this nothing. <laughs> we could just go to Butt County. Butt. Let's go to the Butt. We already looked at Doggy Butt. We might as well just look yeah. at Normal Butt. All right, Butt County. Ah, uh, so this is the one right below Harding County. Nine thousand more people prefer Butt to Harding. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising. That is quite a jump. 
Hey, they found a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton here in 1981. There you go. That's all those... entirely the reason why yep. 9,000 more people live here. Yep. Paleontologists. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Just 10,000 paleontologists living in this county in South Dakota. That's all this is. <laughs> they also found Plesiosaurus uh, fossils in 1975. And then they found a 90-million-year-old fossil of a clawless lobster. Clawless? That's what it says. Clawless. Hmm. I have not heard of clawless lobsters, but probably because they got killed off by all the clawed ones. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that was not a uh, good mutation. No, <laughs> should have kept the claws that time. <laughs> How are we supposed to eat, get food? <laughs> How are we supposed to fight other lobsters? <laughs> As of the 2000 census, there were 9,094 people, 3,516 households, and 2,468 families residing oh. in the county. Now, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. This county has the opposite trajectory of the uh, Harding County. Because in 1890, it started out with just 1,037 people, and it steadily climbed very seldom losing any ground, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, I think, the normal trajectory for yeah. a lot of places <laughs> in the United States. Like, whole counties, you don't see wholesale losing people. Yeah. There is an interesting community, an unincorporated community, by the name of Jolly Dump. <laughs> Jolly Dump in Butt County. What are they doing <laughs> in South Dakota? I don't know, but they're having fun with it. They're having a grand old time out like, there. Hey, nobody's out here. Let's, uh, let's uh, I guess. have some fun. But, uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe enjoying themselves a little bit. That's fine. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. There's probably not much to do. Yeah. Find fossils and you name things dirty things. <laughs> Gotta have some dirt in the butt. <laughs> After all, <laughs> this episode of Wikipedia Chronicles rated PG. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's see if Jolly Dump is a stub or if it can take us places. Hmm. It is a stub of the highest accord. It is. It literally just says <laughs> what we could have already inferred <laughs> that it's a place yeah. in but. Jolly Dump in the butt. Jolly Dump is in the butt. It has yet to be dumped <laughs> from the butt. <laughs> oh, and there's a place called Minnesota. I guess they figured Minnesota was to taken, so they were just like, well, we'll get the next closest thing. Minnesota. All right, so um, <laughs> the early human history of Belforce River Valley and by extension Butt County, has been traced back to about 3000 BC. And guess what? The first people of the area were Native Americans who resided on the northwestern plains of North America. Who would have known? <laughs> who would have guessed? Lots Native of Americans in this episode. in America? Huh? Before Americans came along? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I, I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> the land was unoccupied. And, <laughs> you know, people showed up. 
<laughs> and they claimed it because it was a new world. Yes. It is a place that they had not seen before, therefore it was it theirs. It didn't exist until we found it. We created South Dakota there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think personally the obvious trajectory of this uh, path is either Plesiosaurus or Tyrannosaurus Rex. Indeed, we need to get dinosaurs. That's all there is to it. So. That is the only way to get out of butt is dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Well, um. I feel like Tyrannosaurus Rex is almost overdone, but never true. not never uh, not awesome. That's true. And also, I'm sure there are aspects that are have you know become known recently that might be interesting to find out about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a hmm. good because uh, uh, well, I don't know what a Plesiosaurus is. Right. That one might not be interesting. Though. Yeah, that's true. As long as we don't end up in the clawless lobster. <laughs> you know, let's go Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, let's do the fun one. Let's yeah. Let's just do the good one. Get get the classics up in here. Yeah. So it takes us to just Tyrannosaurus. That is it. And there are a lot of meat on this bones. Mm-hmm. It means tyrus tyrant lizard. If you didn't know. So I'm guessing that Saurus thing is kind of lizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Which turns out is probably not as accurate as, like, you know, bird. Right. Something relating to birds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of more the direction that went. Tyrannosaurus had a much ri- wider range than other Tyrannosaurids. So I guess it's a classification of huh. other types of Godzillas. <laughs> um, fossils are found in a variety of rock formations dating to the Maastrichtian age of the Upper Cretaceous period, 68 to 66 million years ago. Is the last known member of the Tyrannosaurids and among the last non-avian dinosaurs to exist before oh. the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. Okay, so there. That one was pure reptile. Okay. Despite its bird-like qualities, that one still, you know. So the some of the dinosaurs are more bird-like, and mm-hmm. others are not at all. Okay, good to know. Because I kind of just took the whole Jurassic Park, uh, you know, velociraptors are like birds, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of just did a generalization (laughs) over all of dinosaurs. Like, oh, okay, so all dinosaurs did that. As it turns out, no, but the real dinosaurs started dying out. The bona fide, solid reptile dinosaurs started dying out way before, apparently. Mm. Because Tyrannosaurus was one of the last ones of those. Man, so there were like, there was like a whole age of certain kinds of dinosaurs, mm-hmm. then an extinction event, and then more dinosaurs. Right. It's crazy. Just couldn't keep them down. So nope. Like, nope. Gonna gonna come back with more dinosaurs. 
We're back. <laughs> it's the dinosaur movie with John Goodman, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just want to make sure that reference was explicit because I'm pretty sure it's almost on the verge of being lost, even if you know what that movie is. <laughs> so obviously, this is a carnivore, and it has powerful hind legs, very stubby forelimbs. And the most complete specimen measures up to 40 feet in length, up to 12 feet tall at the hips, and up to 9.5 metric tons. Oh, estimated to have exerted the largest bite force among all terrestrial animals. It's a pretty good accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was also an apex predator preying upon har- hadrosaurs, creatopsians, and possibly sauropods. Some experts, however, have suggested that the dinosaur was actually more of a carry-on scavenger. Hmm. Well, when you're big enough, you can just be like, all right, I'll let other people do my killing for me. And yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Just sit back and watch the show. <laughs> Eat whatever's left. <laughs> and that's actually one of the longest-running debates in paleontology. Hmm. Uh, but it is accepted now that the T-Rex acted as a predator and scavenged as modern mammalian and avian predators do. Hmm. So it does both. And they found more than 50 T-Rexes. Not all complete, but nonetheless... Soft tissue and proteins have been reported in at least one of the specimens. The abundance of fossil material has allowed significant research into many aspects of the biology of the creature, including its life history and biomechanics. The feeding habits, physiology, and potential speed of Tyrannosaurus rex are just a few of the subjects of debate. Uh, Taxonomy of it's also controversial, because some scientists consider... Tarbosaurus batar from Asia to be a second Tyrannosaurus species, while others maintain Taborosaurus is a separate genus. Hmm. And several other genera of North American Tyrannosaurids have also been synonymized with Tyrannosaurus. That is just the pre-article. Yeah, now no. we're getting into meat. <laughs> that was just the skeleton. Mm-hmm. We just dug up the first of the bones. Ooh, okay, so but we're not done yet. <laughs> Comparison with selected giant theropods. Hmm. Man, Spinosaurus is one big dude. Mm-hmm. He sure is. That comparison chart of size is uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty daunting. Mm-hmm. Spinosaurus is just much larger. I don't know what's going on in the back there. Is that like a fin or what is that thing? I think so. Yeah, it's got to be something of that nature. Yeah, it's probably like in general comparison to size of the others, but then it has a giant like spine on it. But it's got a pretty big gut, too. It's still on two legs. 
hanging in there with the two legs. Which is really, I guess, the next step in, like, evolution. Because, mm. like, if you can get up on two legs and, and walk around when you're that big, yeah. <laughs> you can move pretty fast and you don't use as much energy. Yeah. So that's a pretty desirable place to be. Mm-hmm. So the largest complete specimen that was found has been nicknamed Sue, and it is at the Field Museum of Natural History. A study in 2011 found that the maximum weight of Sue was between 9.5 and 18.5 <laughs> metric tons. That's a pretty big... Uh... Yep. That's... that's mm-hmm. <laughs> Though the authors stated that their upper and lower estimates were based on models with a wide error bar, that they consider the models to be too skinny, too fat, or too disproportionate. (laughs) Uh, Packard, in 2009, tested dinosaur mass estimation procedures on elephants and concluded that those of dinosaurs are flawed and produce overestimations. Thus, the weight of Tyrannosaurus could have been much less than previously thought. Hmm. Other estimations have concluded that the largest known Tyrannosaurus specimens had masses approaching or exceeding 9 tons. So it's in that ballpark. It's around 9 tons, and that's still a really, really heavy creature. Yeah. I think I heard somewhere that elephants are around 10 tons. Seems about right, yeah. Oh, the hind limbs are among the longest in proportion to body size of any theropod. The tail alone contains over 40 vertebrae. Wow. That's needed to balance the massive head and torso. And actually, a lot of the bones throughout the skeleton are hollow to compensate for the immense bulk. And it actually reduces the weight without too much loss in strength. I guess when your bones are that big, like... (laughs) Yeah. You need to do something. The skull was significantly different than those of non-Tyrannosaurid theropods. It was extremely wide at the rear, but it had a very narrow snout, allowing unusually good binocular vision. The skull bones were massive, and the nasals were some, and some other bones were fused, preventing movement between them. But many were pneumatized, containing a honeycomb or tiny airspaces, hmm. which have made the bones more flexible as well as lighter. These and other skull strengthening features are part of the Tyrannosaurid trend towards an increasingly powerful bite, which easily surpassed that of all non-Tyrannosaurids. The tip of the upper jaw was U-shaped, which increased the amount of tissue and bone a Tyrannosaurus could rip off in one bite, although it increased the stresses on the front teeth. Mm. Not that you really need many more teeth when you're a Tyrannosaurus (laughs) Rex, because the pre-maxillary teeth at the front of the upper jaw are all very closely packed. Um... D-shaped in cross-section, and they have reinforcing ridges on the rear surface where incisiform, uh, which is to say 
tips, like chisel blades, uh, are there, and they're also curved backwards. So it's a very jagged, <laughs> sharp picture inside. That, of this that's something mouth. that'll lock on and uh, not let go too easily. No, yeah, it just digs in in all sorts of ways. <laughs> those teeth. The D-shaped cross section, reinforcing ridges and backwards curve, reduced the risk the teeth would snap when Tyrannosaurus bit and pulled. The remaining teeth were robust, like lethal bananas, and that's their their words, not mine. Um, lethal bananas right after the butt, huh? That's uh, that's a rough rough uh, co- coincidence. Rather than daggers, more widely spaced and also had reinforcing ridges. Those in the upper jaw were larger than those in all but the rear of the lower jaw. The largest found so far is estimated to have been 30.5 centimeters long, including the root, when the animal was alive, making it the largest tooth of any carnivorous dinosaur yet found. Hmm. 12 inches long, the tooth. That is very, very One large foot tooth. long tooth. <laughs> tooth. <laughs> and that thing is the size of a banana, too. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, that's like a railroad spike. Yep, and that's just what it used to chew you. <laughs> it's horrifying. And they're all jaggedy and... Mm-hmm. Man. So, there's no direct evidence that Tyrannosaurus Rex had feathers, but a lot of scientists now consider it likely that T-Rex had feathers on at least parts of its body due to their presence in related species of similar size. And Mark Nor- Norell of the American Museum of Natural History summarized the balance of evidence by stating that we have as much evidence that T-Rex was feathered, at least during some stage of its life, as we do that Australopithecines like Lucy had hair. Don't know what that is, don't know who she is, but okay. <laughs> the first evidence for feathers in Tyrannosaurids came from the small species Dilong Paradoxus, found in the Yixian Formation of China, reported in the journal Nature in 2004. And as with many other theropods discovered in the Yixian, the fossil skeleton was preserved with a coat of filamentous structures, which are commonly recognized as the precursors of feathers. And because all known skin impressions from larger tyrannosaurids known at the time showed evidence of scales, researchers who studied Dilong speculated that feathers may correlate negatively with body size, that juveniles may have been feathered, then shed the feathers and expressed only scales as the animal became larger and no longer needed insulation to stay warm. However, subsequent discoveries show that even some gigantic tyrannosaurids had feathers covering much of their bodies, casting doubt on the hypothesis that they were size-related feature. I don't know if I like. I don't, the I don't like the feathers. idea of that. Yeah, that just doesn't. I just don't like that. Some, yeah, something. Can we just be wrong about that, please? <laughs> can we just can we just not believe that? <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. I, that's like the that's the banal reason for not like not like liking like science, but doesn't just, look cool. Doesn't not cool enough. Make make it cool again. Make T Rex cool much again. Less scary. Yeah, since you put feathers on, they're just like these 
tooth-ridden furballs. That, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, it turns it into a stuffed animal. Yeah. Although I'm sure that's already been done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, under the Paleobiology Life History section, it states that the identification of several specimens as juvenile Tyrannosaurus rex has allowed scientists to document ontogenetic changes in the species, estimate the lifespan, and determine how quickly the animals would have grown. The smallest grown individual, the Jordan theropod, is estimated to have weighed only 30 kilograms or 66 pounds. That's <laughs> it. For a creature that eventually becomes eh, nine tons, that's real tiny. Yeah. But the largest, uh, such as Sue, likely weighed over 5,400 kilograms, or 11,900 pounds. Mm. So there's a pretty broad breadth of, uh, gross, yeah. of growth for, for the Tyrannosaurus classification. Sue was a 28-year-old, uh, which an age that was uh, close to being maximum for the species. Meanwhile, uh, the Jordan theropod was only two years old when it died. Still, like two years old and being 66 pounds is actually kind of not crazy. Yeah. But then becoming 11,000 pounds 26 <laughs> years later, that's pretty nuts. Over half of known T-Rex specimens appear to have died within six years of reaching sexual maturity. And that's also been seen in other Tyrannosaurs and in some large, long-lived birds and mammals today. So an interesting thought. The posture of Tyrannosaurus rex is pretty, like, uh, renowned. Like, you just kind of imagine what Tyrannosaurus rex would be like. Mm -hmm. Um to stand up based on its structure, but there's a little bit of forethought in that in how it's been portrayed in the media over the years. Modern representations in museums, art, and film show Tyrannosaurus rex with its body approximately parallel to the ground and tail extended behind the body mm. to balance out the head. Like many bipedal dinosaurs, Tyrannosaurus rex was historically depicted as a living tripod with the body at 45 degrees or less from the vertical and the tail dragging along the ground, similar to the stature a kangaroo would have. Oh, okay. Now, that concept dates from uh, Joseph Leidy's 1865 reconstruction of Hadrosaurus, the first to depict a dinosaur in a bipedal posture. In 1915, convinced that the creature stood upright, Henry Fairfield Osborne, former president of the American Museum of National History, further reinforced the notion in unveiling the first complete Tyrannosaurus rex skeleton arranged this way. It stood in an upright pose for 77 years until it was dismantled in 1992. Huh. Well, one position that is a little awkward to see them in is this picture up of skeletons that have been postured in the mating position. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's a controversial one. I mean... There are some bones intersecting <laughs> there. Yep. But, I mean, they have massive tails, so you had to wonder, like, how would that... <laughs> get that thing out of the way somehow. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's a big That's, a, that's big quite obstacle. the obstacle, yeah. Yeah. Like, animals yeah. have tails, but they have tails. <laughs> 
This is kind of a funny picture. That'll be the uh, the image of this episode. Great. I'll make sure to Good. <laughs> make that one. I'm glad, I'm glad that that's, that's now what we, the standard we have held ourselves to here. Excellent. Perfect. Good. Well, let's see. We're only about a fifth of the way through the article, so maybe something else will. I'll do that? I yeah. don't know about that. That's, that's pretty hard to beat. <laughs> Well, let's see. There's a little paragraph here about cannibalism. Oh, nice. A study from Curie, Horner, Erickson, and Longrick in 2010 has been put forward as evidence of cannibalism in the Tyrannosaurus genus. They studied some Tyrannosaurus specimens with tooth marks in the bones attributable to the same genus. The tooth marks were identified in the humerus, foot bones, and metatarsals, and this was seen as evidence for opportunistic scavenging, rather than wounds caused by intraspecific combat. In a fight, they proposed it would be too difficult to reach down to bite the feet of a rival making it more likely that the bite marks were made in a carcass. As the bite marks were made in body parts with relatively scanty amounts of flesh, it is suggested that the Tyrannosaurus was feeding on a carcass in which the more fleshy parts had already been consumed. Hmm. They were also open to the possibility that other Tyrannosaurids practiced cannibalism. Other evidence for cannibalism has been unearthed. So the Tyrannosaurus was... Not above eating a, a dead family member. <laughs> yeah. So the Tyrannosaurus actually had relatively rapid and coordinated eye and head movements, as well as an enhanced ability to sense low frequency sounds that would allow Tyrannosaurus to track prey movements from long distances as well as an enhanced sense of smell. And a study published by Kent Stevens of the University of Oregon concluded that Tyrannosaurus had keen vision. So, unfortunately, Jurassic Park did not get that one correct. But nope. they were messing around with DNA and... Dino so. DNA! <laughs> you know? So they got the eyes so, of a frog. Oh, yeah, well. They, they have the Tough benefit luck. of mad scientists hobbling together dinosaurs so mm -hmm. anything goes exactly there who are no who plot knows? holes <laughs> who knows they're not going to be the quintessential killing machines they used to be they're going to be a you know family friendly safe attraction dinosaur <laughs> predator oh, wow their uh, their binocular range was uh, actually surpassed hawks and they had the 13 times the visual acuity of a human. Well, I mean, they had to... Okay, so they really messed up the gene for that in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Like, they took that gene really? and they just, like, they took it completely out. The Jurassic Park dinosaur... Like, What's this thing do? I don't know. Yeah, the Jurassic Park dinosaurs didn't even have eyes. It just didn't have eyes. It just had eyes. It just had holes where the eyes were supposed yeah. to be. Because there's no way. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so the Tyrannosaurus would be able to discern 
objects as far as 3.7 miles away. So, what? <laughs> what? They can look 3.7 miles into the distance and be able to be like, ah, I see that thing over there. That's way better than ours. Our eyes can only see one mile, one measly mile away. <laughs> Which I guess, pound for pound, we still win, like yeah, per capita of true. mass. <laughs> yeah. But that had you take to see that ra- range of distance, but like, still, that's a crazy amount to see. Yeah. So this this thing had crazy awesome teeth. Had a densely packed bone structure in its skull. How did anything ever survive <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> like, it doesn't. If or if it, I mean, it's a good thing it was also a scavenger. It's a good thing it oh, was yeah. also lazy because if it wasn't, it just would have eaten itself out of house and home. Well, yeah. Something that big would need a lot of calories a day. So yeah, like you see how much the rock be- eats, <laughs> and the rock's only a guy. Imagine if the rock weighed a few thousand more pounds. Wow, not only that, but they also had incredible smell. They had very large olfactory bulbs and olfactory nerves. Um, And their smell has been comparable to modern vultures. So, they've got pretty much everything. Which is just so unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, no other dinosaur even comes close to having this many things in its favor. Mm-hmm. So, this has a relatively recent history as far as how uh, biologists have come across evidence of this being a creature in the first place and figuring out what has what it's done as far as being alive goes. Um Teeth from what is now documented as a Tyrannosaurus rex were found in 1874 by Arthur Lakes near Golden, Colorado. In the early 1890s, John Bell Hatcher collected postcranial elements in eastern Wyoming. The fossils were believed to be from a large species of Ornatomimus or O. grandis, but are now considered Tyrannosaurus rex remains. Hmm. Vertebral fragments found by Edward Dinker, Drinker Cope in western South Dakota in 1892 and signed to Menos gigas have also been recognized as belonging to Tyrannosaurus rex. Barnum Brown, assistant curator of the American Museum of National History, found the first partial skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus rex in eastern Wyoming in 1900. H.F. Osborne originally named this skeleton Dynamosaurus (laughs) Imperiosus. Now that is cool. Yeah. I would totally be okay with it being a Dynamosaurus. Dynamosaurus Imperiosus. Like, so that's kind of like a spell from Harry Potter or something. Or like a name from that recent Mad Max movie. Oh, yeah. Imperator Furiosa. <laughs> Dynamosaurus Imperiosus. <laughs> same, same, same stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brown found another partial skeleton in the Hell Creek Formation in Montana in 1902. Osborne used this holotype to describe Tyrannosaurus Rex in the same paper in which D. Imperiosis was described. 
1906, Osborne recognized the two as synonyms and acted as first reviser by selecting the Tyrannosaurus as the valid name. The original Dynamosaurus material resides in the collections of the Natural History Museum in London. In total, Brown found five Tyrannosaurus partial skeletons in 1941. Brown's 1902 find was sold to the Carnegie Museum of Natural History in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh. Brown's fourth and largest find, also from Hell Creek in Montana, is on display in the American Museum of Natural History in New York, where Henry Fairfield Osborne, president of the American Museum of Natural History, eventually named Tyrannosaurus Rex in 1905. So we started to kind of unearth bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Eventually realizing, oh, this is a whole other creature. <laughs> and it's only been about a little over 100 years. 2005, we celebrated. That's when the next Jurassic Park movie should have come out. Oh, yeah. To celebrate the 100th anniversary of discovering the T-Rex. <laughs> well, why don't we um, wrap up this article now that we've, uh, you know discovered that every single aspect of the Tyrannosaurus Rex was, you know... Thoroughly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, give a reason for why the arms are short. Yeah. Something to take a, take a little small something away from it. Just, <laughs> just whittle down its confidence a little bit. You think you're so tough, Buster? Well, your arms exist, so there. <laughs> so, Jack Horner, famed paleontologist argued that the arms were too short to make the necessary gripping force to hold on to prey. They are very, very short compared to other predators. Maybe that's why they didn't uh, last. Probably. They had everything else but those hands. They just got little baby human hands. Hmm. Those baby human hands just won't cut it. Just won't cut it in that Jurassic world. Nope. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a movie now. <laughs> yeah. All so, right. So we've learned a lot about Tyrannosaurus. You never thought Tyrannosaurus would come out of an article for Harding, South Dakota, did you? <laughs> yeah, take that, Wikipedia. You thought you weren't going to let us talk about Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I bet you we couldn't have gotten Tyrannosaurus from the other one. So there you have it, from Harding, South Dakota to Tyrannosaurus. Now that is a transition. Indeed it is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and visit facebook.com slash Podcast and give us a like and follow and head over to iTunes and rate and review us. Hopefully the uh, episode title will land us some more listeners, people searching for Tyrannosaurus-related podcasts. Exactly. And uh, you can also find out new episodes on our website, twc.erictoribio.com. And I would like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song. And we'll go with Blind Lemon Jefferson for our outro song this time. Ah, uh, yeah. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. Nice. I'm glad we chose that now. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting I stuff. I did not know that they were so I mean, awesome. I knew they were powerful. <laughs> and just looking at it. I mean, yeah, just looking at it, you're like, that thing is going to eat I don't want to mess with this thing. Like, this thing would kill me. 
Like that's all there is to it. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. I would yeah. And but to know the extent to which it could would be. track you down, <laughs> it could see you 3.7 miles away, run up to you really fast. You can't even see it before just, it sees you. And just completely shred your body to bits. Oh my word. And you wouldn't be able to escape its jaw because its jaw is built to not put stress on its teeth <laughs> and keep everything in its mouth. Oh, wow. It's like uh, it's like having a bunch of saw blades in its yeah. That are all like it's a chainsaw on a jaw. And uh, <laughs> uh, what a horrifying reality that would have been. Yeah, but you know what? They have feathers. Yeah. So so they're kind of like little t- teddy bears. Yeah, little teddy bears <laughs> that can destroy you. <laughs> Oh. 